John Hall, president of Catholic Spirit Radio. Next week's Being Catholic marks episode 300. It's been over 10 years of being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio with Bob and Lynn Johnston. We thank them for their hard work, and we ask you to join us in our third segment next week on the 300th Being Catholic program for a special celebration. Thank you for listening to Being Catholic and to Catholic Spirit Radio. This is Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hi, this is Bob Johnston, and you're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio, 89.5 FM and 92.5 FM in good old McLean County in Bloomington Normal, 88.3 in Pontiac, 97.1 in Lincoln, 89.1 in DeKalb Sycamore, 89.3 FM in Morris Joliet, covering much of northern and central Illinois and still growing. We're going to have a great show for you today. I'm here with my wife, Lynn. Remember always that we are brought to you by you. So any donations that you can make to Catholic Spirit Radio are always greatly appreciated. You can go to our website, catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's catholicspiritradio.com. It will tell you a lot more about ourselves, and it will tell you how to make a donation there. And anything that you can give, large or small, is always appreciated. You can also call us if you want to at 309-807-2427. Again, that's 309-807-2427 if you want to give us a call. But the website is the best to use if you can. Uh, As I said, I'm here with my wife, Lynn. We're going to talk today. I'm going to go over a book review, and uh, we'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to let my my wife, Lynn, say what she has to say, and then we'll talk about the uh, book that we're going to review. So stay with us, and uh, we'll be right back and talk about that. Okay. This is February, and you know what's going to happen in two weeks or three weeks, three weeks actually, on Ash Wednesday will be here. be Mardi Gras time, and then we're going to go into Lent beginning on Ash Wednesday. Ash, uh, Lent goes from Ash Wednesday to the evening of Holy Thursday. And it's a time of, of sacrifice that we should sacrifice as Christ, you know, did big sacrifice for you and I. We should be doing something, so better start thinking about it. Have a couple suggestions. We have a Bible study here that's going to begin on the 16th, and it goes, I believe, 12 weeks. You don't have to be here present to join the group because it'll be on Zoom. That's one thing you can think about doing, and you'll learn so much about how the Bible. Stu- this Bible study will be about the fathers of the church and the Bible, and how they continued, contributed, not continued, contributed to it. The other thing is. There are a couple online things that you could do on your own at home, and one of them is the Bible in a year. You still can do that, and it's not too late to start because you can go from February to February with that. And uh, that's from Ascension Press. Ascension Press has another new one with Father Mike Schmidt, and it's the Catechism in a Year. I've been doing that one, really have gotten lot out of it because he reads like four paragraphs at a time and then talks about it. It's really makes you think and think about uh, 
how, you know, your faith is formed and where it came from and so forth. I recommend that one, too. And that's done on Zoom. I mean, not on Zoom, but online. So those are a couple of things that you got available to you. The readings, the daily readings, if you can do those, not the Liturgy of the Hours, but the daily readings, and they're published in your local diocesan paper, you know, the readings for the day that are said at Mass, they're very, very touching during Lent, too. So those are a couple of suggestions. Then you can have a back bomb. Okay, we'll do that. And uh, it just reminds me when you talk about the Lent coming on and so forth, how fast the years go by anymore. Oh, it man. just seems like it wasn't that long ago. It was last uh, Lenten season, and now we're going into Lent again, and it'll be spring and then summer and back to fall. Uh, as you get older, I guess it just uh, it, it, it goes, goes by. it goes by. You don't know where the time seems to go. And uh, again, in retirement, it seems like we have less time than we did when we were working. It seems like the day goes by faster and you can't get as much done as uh, uh, we did when we were still working and didn't have all this time. So I don't know uh, where, where it goes, but it does. At any rate... Uh, talking w- about time, I'll interrupt you again. Uh, talking about time, these uh, studies, I'm talking about the uh, 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 Father Mike Schmidt's they're either 20 minutes for the Bible study or like 15 to 18 minutes for uh, the catechism. So they don't take much of your time in the day. Don't let that be an excuse. Okay, I, I'll. Well, that's fine. I'm done. The more that's good because the more you can learn, you know, the, the better. I mean, the better Catholic you're going to be. And uh, we as Catholics need to know more and more. And the laity needs to know more and more. And uh, Catholicism, to me, it, you can tell that it's uh, more important than ever before just because of the opposition we're seeing in our modern society against Christianity in general, but Catholicism in particular. And so the more you know about it and the more you can defend it, the better uh, it will be for our country and for our whole society, for our culture. And uh, that is something that every single Catholic can do, make himself more knowledgeable. You'll feel a lot more confident in talking with people about your church. So, And, and you're never too old to do this. And we're going to talk about that to a certain extent today. I'm going to do a, a, a book review, and it's taken from uh, the New Oxford Review, a magazine, a very good magazine, Catholic magazine. It's a January-February issue of the New Oxford Review of the 2023 and if you ever want to get it. And the article is uh, by uh, Christopher Biting. He is a contributing editor of the New Oxford Review and is simultaneously a faculty, staff, and student at Waldorf University in Forest City, Iowa. He's also an adjunct professor of history at the King's College in New York City. And he writes an article here, and it's uh, deadly in the book he's reviewing, is deadly indifference, how the church lost her mission, and how we can reclaim it by Eric Sammons. And uh, Eric Sammons is an author that's uh, written a number of uh, things, uh, Catholic. And the emphasis is on the grave consequences of the church's great emphasis shift. And we're talking about this great emphasis shift that came about mostly in the uh, 20th century, and uh, in the 21st century here, uh, emphasizing that the Catholicism, of course, is not the only means of salvation. And uh, the, 
the emphasis has gone so strongly in the other direction that uh, you can be saved, and that was always the teaching of the church. You can be justified. You can reach heaven. You don't have to be a Catholic. That has always been the teaching of the church, but this has been emphasized so much that the idea among Catholics and, and among many, many people besides Catholics is, is that it really doesn't make any difference which church you go to, that uh, all churches are equally effective in salvation, and the Catholic Church has never taught that. And uh, it seems that uh, this, this whole idea is, is sort of ducking uh, the issue that the church needs to stress, and that is the ordinary means of salvation is through the Catholic Church was given to us, which was given to us by Jesus Christ himself and with the sacraments and uh, the uh, theology that uh, is the ordinary means of salvation. And we've gotten away from that. And uh, it's uh, come to the point where a lot of people that have a gripe about the church or anything leave it very easily because in their minds, it doesn't make any difference which church you go to or if you go to any at all. Salvation is available just as well in any direction, and that, and that isn't the case. And so this, uh, this Sammons is talking about this indifference being deadly to uh, our evangelization and being deadly also to uh, saving souls. So we're going to talk about uh, this book and uh, from the critical point of view of Christopher Biting. Uh, it says here, extra ecclesium nulla salus. In other words, in Latin, that means outside of the church, there is no salvation. That is the teaching of the Catholic Church, and it is still the teaching of the Catholic Church today. And I'll say it again. Outside of the church, there is no salvation. And I will we'll, we'll explain that. The vast majority of ordinary Catholics today have never heard this. And if they were to, they would likely reject it. And I'm sure people out there listening to this wonder, <laughs> what, I, what am I saying here? Uh, they, they would likely reject it and the idea behind it. Yet this phrase, first attributed to St. Cyprian of Carthage, a third century church father, has been a governing principle of the church from the very beginning. And, of course, as my wife mentioned, we're going to be studying here the church fathers coming up here a little later in February. It goes on. It says, many church fathers and theologians have taught the idea over the centuries, and it has been enshrined in church councils. There is indeed one universal church of the faithful, outside of which nobody at all is saved. And that was said by the Lateran uh, Council uh, in 1215. And it's a papal teaching. And, and uh, it goes on, it says, It is perfectly well known, it is a perfectly well known Catholic dogma that no one can be saved outside the Catholic Church. And that was said by Pope, Pope Pius X and, and uh, other church statements. Uh, another statement in 1863 is among those things uh, which the church has always preached and will never cease to preach is contained also in that infallible statement by which we are taught that there is no salvation outside the church. And that was said by the Sacred Congregation of the Holy Office in 1940. So all through the centuries, the Catholic Church has always taught that there is no salvation outside the Catholic Church. And that is still the... the uh, 
teaching today. And we'll explain it further. It doesn't mean that people that are not Catholic can't be, can't be saved. But it does mean that the ordinary means of salvation is through the church that Christ started, and that is the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, it goes on here. It says, uh, how did we get from clarity and certainty on this central point to the muddledness that prevails today? And it certainly does. And what are the consequences of this change? The answer is found in the very title of Eric Salmon's Deadly Indifference, following in the footsteps of earlier workers or earlier works on the subject, from Ralph Martin's Will Many Be Saved in 2012 to Bishop Athanasius Snyder's Christus Vincent 2019, Salmon's offers an excellent examination of the consequences of the church's recent teaching about salvation. In short, it has led to widespread religious indifference among the faithful, the notion that all religions are equally capable of leading people to heaven. While many bishops and priests talk about how vibrant and dynamic their dioceses and parishes are, no one who is reading this can seriously believe them. Salmons, editor-in-chief of Crisis Magazine, opens his book with statistic after statistic, all of which point to decline rather than growth in parishes across the Catholic landscape. When the second largest religious group in America is former Catholics, it should be obvious that things are bad and getting worse. What happened to put us here? And that's what this article and this book is addressing. What happened to put Catholics in a position where the second largest religious group in America is, can be called former Catholics? And the answer to that is given here by Salmons in his book and agreed with by uh, Biting in his review of that book that a good deal of that is because of the idea that has grown among Catholics and especially among uh, our Protestant friends and others that uh, the, any form of Christianity uh, is equally valid in getting people to heaven. And that's not what the church teaches, and that's not what people should be thinking. So uh, it's important that we know and understand this because we are not reaching out to evangelize people like we should be, and we're losing a lot of people to various complaints or simply because they want to change, uh, do something else, or not go to church, or have a, have a different uh, approach, thinking that it doesn't really make any difference. All are equally, uh, all are equal to each other in getting uh, us to heaven or in, in uh, presenting Christianity to us, and, and that is simply not the case at all. He goes on here, biting. He says, uh, there are many reasons, but for Salmons, one of the major ones is the way the church has chosen to downplay the doctrine of extra ecclesium nulla salis from the era of the Second Vatican Council to the present. In this time frame, a sense of religious pluralism has arisen within the church, leading Catholics to think that there is no one true church, that many or all religions are equally valid, and that there are numerous paths to attaining eternal salvation. 
The result is a widespread sense of religious indifference. Uh, if all religions are the same, why be Catholic? And that's what a lot of people are thinking. I can go to any church, and it's just as good as the Catholic church. I mean, we're all going to the same place. And I've heard that so many times, especially, you know, from various Protestant friends. Oh, well, we're all going to the same place. And I've heard it from many Catholics. Oh, well, we're all going to the same place, so it really doesn't make any difference what church we're in. And that viewpoint has come down because of the emphasis shift in the church's teaching. The church's doctrine has never changed. It is still that the Catholic church is the ordinary means of salvation and the most you know, important means of salvation and that other means of salvation are not equal to it in any way at all. But by shifting the emphasis over to the idea that you can be saved even if you're not in the Catholic Church, it's gotten shifted over to the point where you will be saved even if you're not in the Catholic Church. And this is not the Catholic Church's emphasis or teaching or the way it should be, but it's the way it has gotten in our modern secular society. And so it's a problem that has to be dealt with, and it's a problem that is causing a lot of the indifference uh, to Catholics as well as other people of uh, different religions, that uh, all religions are equally uh, a path to salvation, as good as any other religion. At this point, we're going to have to stop here and take a break. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Has Catholic Spirit Radio touched you? Maybe it has brought you closer to God or even into the church. Tell us your story. Call or text our listener comment line. If you like, you can remain anonymous. 773-541-4159. This is it. The final performances ever in Bloomington, Illinois. This is the last season for the spectacular performances of the American Passion Play, the greatest story ever told. The American Passion Play brings Christian history to life with authentic costumes, elaborate settings, and live animals. There's intrigue, drama, friendship, and as the plot unfolds, betrayal, sorrow, and love. You must see the American Passion Play before its final curtain falls at the Center for the Performing Arts in Bloomington. Viewed by generation after generation, this is theater at its best. Performance dates are March 11, 18, 25, and April 1st, and each performance begins promptly at 1 p.m. Reserve your American Passion Play tickets today by calling 309-829-3903. Hi. This is Bob Johnston. You're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio. We're back from our break. We're talking about a book by uh, Deadly Indifference, How the Church Lost Her Mission and How We Can Reclaim It by Eric Sammons. And uh, the, the topic is the fact that the church itself and Catholics themselves have emphasized too much the idea that there can be salvation outside the Catholic Church when the church actually teaches that the Catholic Church is the ordinary means of salvation and there is no salvation outside the Catholic Church. And the idea that, that others can reach salvation outside the church means that 
there are, of course, other forms of Christianity that have split off from the Catholic Church, and they have taken a lot of Catholic doctrine and Christian doctrine with them. And so, you know, because they are invincibly ignorant of the fact that the church is the primary means of salvation, they, of course, if our good people and so forth can still, you know, be saved and justified. But it is not the proper or ordinary means of salvation, and the emphasis shouldn't be put there. The emphasis should be put on the idea that the church, the Catholic church, is the proper means of salvation, and you're in danger of not being able to reach salvation outside of it. That's what the church has always taught. And um, we we have emphasized so much that there are other means of salvation, other extraordinary means of salvation, that it has been taken for granted by Catholics and by everyone else that salvation is available in just about any church or even outside of a church entirely. And the the question then, if that's the case, if, uh, you know, you don't have to be uh, religious or Catholic to uh, go to heaven, and why should you be Catholic? In fact, why should you be anything at all? The problem with the religious indifference spawned by religious toleration is that it is both non-scriptural and it's ahistorical. In other words, it hasn't been taught that way in the past. Salmons reminds readers that a main theme of the Old Testament is the Jews' failure to adhere to the first commandment. When things go wrong for the Jews in the Bible, it is due to their failure to worship Yahweh alone. Similarly, a main theme of the New Testament is Jesus' message that he is the only way to salvation. And uh, I want to mention here that a lot of Protestants take that message very seriously. And uh, Catholics, because of this idea that everyone can be saved and you can be saved outside the Catholic Church, even watered that down a lot. I have heard a lot of Catholics say that, uh, well, people who are not Catholic or people who are atheists or people who, who are uh, of some you know, non-Christian religion, they can all be saved and go to heaven too uh, because the idea, uh, the shift in emphasis from salvation you know, in, within the church only to salvation is possible outside the church, that emphasis has been shifted over there so much that uh, it's been actually extended to people who are atheists or people, you know, who go to a non-Christian religion. Well, everybody can go to heaven. And uh, we have our Protestant friends actually more strict about looking at the, their religion and looking at going to heaven through through Jesus alone than Catholics are. And Catholics, I think, have fallen into the idea that somehow being so broad-minded like this is a good thing, and it will actually bring more people into the church, but it doesn't. And uh, we'll, go, we'll talk about that further as we go into the article. Uh, at any rate, uh, religious, religious pluralism is most emphatically not endorsed by either the Old or New Testament. Uh, the Jews were chastised for believing in the, the, the same thing, that uh, they not believing in Yahweh alone, starting to believe in other religions and that other religions could be efficacious. And a lot of the, a lot of the things that happened to them happened to them when they fell away from the belief that there was only salvation through, their, through, through Yahweh. Uh, so at any rate, it goes on here and it says, 
uh, it was not endorsed by the church down through the ages that uh, you could be saved outside the, the church that Christ gave us. It says, true, the church has taught that there are other ways to salvation besides sacramental baptism. There is also baptism of blood and baptism of desire. And that means that if a person is a martyr and dies for the church, even if that person was never in the church and was never a Catholic or a Christian, that person can be saved and go to heaven because that person actually was a martyr on behalf of the the uh, teachings of the church, on behalf of the goodness of the church. And there is also baptism of desire. There are people who have never been Catholic but then when they learn of Christianity and Catholicism, they have a strong desire to be uh, a Catholic. Maybe they didn't get a chance to, but they behaved along those lines. And the church teaches that they too, of course, uh, can be considered Catholic because of the, the baptism of desire, and they can reach salvation in that way. The church rightly condemns the mid-20th century followers of Father Leonard Feeney, who insisted that anyone who was not formally baptized in the church could not be saved. Now, Father Feeney taught that, and of course, that is not the teaching of the church. We have always insisted that people outside the church can be saved, can reach salvation, but it is not the ordinary and the, the formal, formal way of reaching salvation. And some of those people have reached salvation by extraordinary means. And uh, you do not absolutely have to be baptized into the church to to reach salvation. But it is the primary means by which that happens. And the other means are extraordinary. And we should emphasize that, not emphasize the idea that since somebody can be saved outside the Catholic Church, people will be saved outside the Catholic Church. And that is a wrong teaching. And from the days of St. Thomas Aquinas onward, the church has insisted that those who suffer invisible ignorance of the faith can still be saved as long as they obey the precepts of the natural law, follow God and lead virtuous lives. Even St. Paul said that uh, there are, you know, pagans who are uh, saved through the, you know, through the love of their fellow man through their heart. And uh, that uh, that is a means of salvation. But the primary means of salvation is within the church. However, Salmon's notes that the church is also always taught that although it is possible for non-Catholics to be saved, Catholics are discouraged from believing it is probable that non-Catholics will be saved. We have always taught that and that the proper way is to encourage people to be in the Catholic church living a virtuous and dutiful life and keeping the precepts of the natural law is incredibly difficult for a Catholic who has access to the sacraments, how much more so for the pagans who do not. So what happened? Salmons uses the term emphasis shift to describe it. The church hasn't actually changed her teaching, but she has changed its emphasis. For Salmons, the chief culprit was Vatican II, or rather, the way in which the ideas of certain theologians, like Karl Rahner, who advanced the notion of the anonymous Christian, that is, a person who could obtain the grace of God and attain salvation outside formal Christianity, were introduced into the council documents. 
the result was a concerted program of de-emphasizing the uniqueness and Catholicity of the church in hopes of making her more appealing to non-Catholics. Whereas the church once engaged in proclaiming Christ and his message, now she engages in dialogue. From stressing her her uniqueness, she now acts as if she were just one of many other churches. And she has gone from warning against error in other religions to promoting her commonalities with them. That is a huge emphasis shift. Where the church used to condemn ecumenism as error after Vatican II, she created formal offices devoted to it. Unfortunately, for all concerned, this great emphasis shift had other unintended consequences. The collapse of mission work. For example, why should somebody go on a strong mission to reach people outside the Catholic Church to save their souls if the emphasis is, is that you can be saved in any religion or at least in any, any form of Christianity, for example? Uh, the widespread exodus of members from the church, apathy among those who remain, and the triumph of what Sammons calls the church of you know a beige color, in other words, sort of a gray a uh, nondescript church that sort of merges into all other forms of Christianity and by which anybody can be saved. A bland, lowest common denominator Catholicism that strives to be attractive by not being distinctive or controversial. The motivating factor for the past few popes to lead us down this road was laudable enough. The experience of the destructive wars of the 20th century and a concomitant desire for world peace. But the consequences have been to stress peace over everything else, which means that the church has become obsessively focused on a this-worldly goal, peace, rather than other-worldly goal, salvation. The church has thus lost sight of her primary mission and become too worldly and too gray in color. And that seems to be the truth, the, the idea that the church is, doesn't have that special goal. I know, Lynn, when you and I taught uh, RCIA, I always emphasized, and you did too, that the whole purpose of the church was to get people into heaven. Right. Was to save souls, was to clean up your soul, that everything in the church should be aimed at that, from the person sweeping the floor of the church to wiping the windows of the church, everything we do should be aimed at getting ourselves and other people into heaven. That is the mission of the church. That's what Christ came for. And uh, He stated that, didn't he? Exactly. And while it's true, of course, that we shouldn't proselytize in the sense that you try to push people into the church who maybe are going to resist, and uh, if you do it under the wrong circumstances, you can push people away. That has always been a teaching. You have to be tactful and understanding. But the thing is, is that we have, I think, as Catholics, because of this emphasis shift that there is, you know, salvation outside the church and the emphasis so far over that it's almost taken for granted that everyone outside the Catholic Church will be saved on equally as well as people in the Catholic Church, uh, that we are failing to do any evangelization at all. The idea is is that uh, we might, uh, you know, push somebody away or we might uh, 
do the wrong thing. And so I think a lot of Catholics have decided that that is something that is up to the clergy and it's not up to the laity. And so people have backed off from evangelization. Our whole idea at one time was that we need people to come into the Catholic Church because their souls are in danger if they don't. And we should be concerned about their souls, not just about worldly things and not just about making friends with people and being broad-minded. And uh, we have gotten away from that, and it has hurt Catholics as, as well as our Protestant friends. And a lot of Protestants are less emphatic as well. Uh, even in in in, in uh, teaching their religion, their Christianity, and the idea that you're saved through Jesus Christ, so it has consequences all across the board. Well, it does. Um, look at it even in the uh, some of our leading Catholic teachers, like uh, one of the bishops, many of the bishops actually, but. Bishop Barron, if you listen to him, this is the type of thing that he's been taught to teach, that uh, every everyone, there's no, probably, you know, there's there's no obstacles for anybody to become, coming into communion with God, that everybody can do that on their own and in their own way. I even heard that remark that there is no hell. Well, Christ said there was. I, I mean, think. you know, the, we're trying to placate people. The church is trying to, in my view, trying to placate people and create an entertainment and not the worship of God. And that is wrong. Exactly. And if people hear this and hear these things, they, they back away from evangelization. They back away from uh, stressing the importance of the Catholic Church and they, they become sort of watered down in their faith on their own as well. And this leads then a lot of people for trivial reasons to leave the Catholic Church because in their minds, it really doesn't make any difference which one they go to. Everybody's going to the same place anyway. And you hear this anymore on and on. Oh, well, I'm a good person. And uh, since I'm a good person, I don't have to worry about my salvation. And I'm certainly not going to interfere with somebody else's choice of church or non-church. Because uh, I don't have any right to do that. Their their way of reaching heaven is just as good as mine. And that has led, I think, probably one of the biggest things that has led to uh, a lack of evangelization and a lack of fervency in uh, religion for Catholics themselves. He goes on here, uh, Biting does, in talking about Salmon's book. He says, as a way of understanding all this, Sammons has created a handy chart he calls the salvation spectrum, which shows the range of beliefs on salvation. It goes from absolutists to, uh, in other words, absolutists believes that only baptized Catholics can be saved. And, of course, that's not true. Uh, From there, it goes to exclusivists admits to extraordinary means of salvation, but only focuses on ordinary ones. And that has been the teaching of the church primarily throughout the centuries, is that uh, it's an exclusive idea that salvation is through the Catholic Church and not outside the Catholic Church, although there are extraordinary means of salvation that can be had outside the Catholic Church, but primarily a person should be in the Catholic Church 
uh, for salvation. And then it goes on here. He says that uh, uh, a pluralist uh, view believes that salvation is possible through many religions. And finally, there's a universalist blue belief that you were talking about, Lynn, that everybody, that there is no hell and that everybody is going to be saved. Right. And, so, and so of all these positions, there's only two positions that are truly Catholic. That is the exclusivist. That means that uh, people are saved exclusively through the Catholic Church, except for certain extraordinary uh, means and certain extraordinary conditions, such as baptism of blood or baptism of desire or people who simply in their hearts are following the natural law. And these are rare and exclusive, and they're not to be taken as the ordinary means. And uh, of the two that are Catholic, the exclusivist view prevailed in the church until Vatican II, with the inclusivist position prevailing ever since. The inclusivist means that they're pushing the idea that the extraordinary means are far more common than they really are. Salmons notes that there, have, there are gradations within the, within the inclusivist view, which he attempts to clarify. So we're going to stop here and take a break. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. If you have a preschool or kindergartner, St. Mary's Catholic School in Bloomington invites you to its open house Thursday, February 9th from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Visit the school to hear about the three- and four-year-old programs, which offers small class sizes, weekly mass, kindergarten Spanish, and lunches prepared on site. Attend our preschool and kindergarten open house February 9th and be entered for a $1,000 tuition credit. Love, live, learn, and serve as Christ taught us. It's a way of life at St. Mary's School in Bloomington. stmaryschool.net. It's John Hall, president of Catholic Spirit Radio. Next week's Being Catholic marks episode 300. It's been over 10 years of being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio with Bob and Lynn Johnston. We thank them for their hard work, and we ask you to join us in our third segment next week on the 300th Being Catholic program for a special celebration. Thank you for listening to Being Catholic and to Catholic Spirit Radio. Hi, this is Bob Johnston. You're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio. We're back from our break. We've been talking about a book, uh, Deadly Indifference, How the Church Lost Her Mission and How We Can Reclaim It. And uh, the book is being reviewed uh, by uh, Christopher Biting, and, uh, who is one of the editors of New Oxford Review. And it's found, uh, the magazine article is in the New Oxford Review, the January, February 2023 issue, if anybody wants to get that. And he's talking here about how the Catholic Church's emphasis on salvation has changed from the idea at one time that uh, the church was the really exclusive means of salvation and how now uh, that has been watered down or moved over to the idea that just because there are 
uh, means of salvation outside the church, extraordinary means, that somehow or another we should interpret that as being that any particular Christian doctrine or Christian uh, denomination is as good as another in salvation and other Christian doctrines or denominations, theology, whatever you want to call it, are equally uh, effective as Catholicism and uh, saving souls. And this has never been the teaching of the church, and uh, it has gone too far in that direction. And because it has, it has watered down Christianity for Catholics, and of course it has watered down Christianity often for Protestants as well, and it has created an indifference among Catholics, an unwillingness to evangelize, uh, because uh, you don't see any, you know, any particular need for it. People are just as well off where they're at. And so it's uh, an excuse not to do the evangelization that we should. And uh, the Salmon's here, uh, the, uh, the author of the uh, uh, book uh, about indifference, is saying that this is the reason that the new evangelization, evangelization is really not working. And it's also one of the major reasons why so many people are leaving the Catholic Church. Because if anything disturbs them at all, or if for, for any reason they simply uh, want uh, something different, they don't see any reason why not to do it, because uh, one religion is as good as another. And we even see it uh, being applied to people who are totally outside of Christianity itself. And at some point, people say to themselves, not only why be Catholic, but why, be re- why belong to any particular religion at all? Everybody's going to the same place anyway. And it's led to a total indifference, and it really hurts religion. And, of course, because it does that, it hurts our modern culture because we don't have enough people who push back against the secularism that seems to be taking over Western civilization and especially our country right here in the United States. Uh, it you know, goes on. It's gotten to the point where a lot of – not a lot. You raised that. It's not a lot. There are people – who will go to the Sunday Mass, either on Saturday or Sunday, whenever, but they'll keep the Sabbath at, at the Catholic Church, and then will go the next week to the mega church so that they get a variety and they, they enjoy it. They're being entertained. Well, to, to do that, you're, you're, Really, not being Catholic, exactly, or a true, you know, and the idea that all Christians are alike—it's not true. Not true. It says here exactly that even even the much touted new evangelization of John Paul II is a product, not a repudi is a product, not a repudiation of the great emphasis shift, stressing as it does a non-confrontational approach focusing on fallen away Catholics rather than other Christians, let alone non-Christians. And actually, we should be focusing not only on fallen away Catholics, but we should be focusing probably especially on people who are not Christian at all. And we should be very concerned about people who uh, are not in the Catholic Church because the fact is, is that is the ordinary means of salvation, and that is the message we need to be getting across. And it's what Christ established himself. Exactly. And the whole idea of this emphasis shift 
is causing people to have an excuse not to evangelize and to be more timid than they ordinarily would be. Again, of course, you know, you can't push people into something. We don't browbeat anybody into being a Catholic or being religious at all. But there has to be more of an effort than there is. And Catholics need to be less lukewarm about their religion and would be if they really believed and understood that Christ came to this earth for one reason, to make salvation possible. This is what he came for, and this is the primary mission of the church. And it's very real, and I I think I'll talk about this in another time. It's very real that souls exist and that souls can be lost and souls can go to hell and uh, suffer and that uh, the life after death, the eternal life, is more important than life here on this earth. And uh, we're not understanding that anymore. And it is a lot because of this shift in our thinking, this uh, moving away from evangelization uh, and uh, being more more broad-minded and stressing the fact that just because there is salvation outside the church, somehow or another, that's uh, the ordinary means of salvation as well. And that is not what the church teaches and never has. So it goes on here. It says, what is to be done? In Salmon's estimation, we should admit that what we have been doing isn't working and go back to what does work. That means doing three things. First, we need to recover the proper Catholic teaching on the nature of salvation, abandon inclusivism, and return to the traditional position of exclusivism. One of the most important ways of doing this is to focus not on possibilities but on realities. We shouldn't focus on what God might or might not do to save non-believers, but instead we should focus on the basis of what God has commanded us believers to do. Salmon's words on the matter are worth reproducing here in full. So the important question is not, can God save non-Catholics? The important question is, what has God asked us to do to be saved? He has commanded us to be baptized by water and be members of his church. And if he has commanded us to do that, that is something we have to teach to everyone else as well. And then his divine mercy and and judgment, let's shift the emphasis back to the ordinary means and stop treating the extraordinary means as if it is the ordinary. In other words, we need another emphasis ship back to what the church traditionally believed. Second, we need to acknowledge that the new evangelization has failed, and we need to return to the old evangelization. Not coincidentally, Salmons, who has a long background and extensive experience in parish and diocesan evangelization, wrote an earlier book on his very subject. We need to proclaim the gospel and abandon the fruitless practice of incessant, endless dialogue. What have decades of dialogue achieved anyway? What is the goal of all this dialogue? There doesn't seem to be one. And yet that seems to be uh, uh, an emphasis in the church. I can remember in uh, RCIA uh, a lot of that uh, idea coming up. You know, shouldn't we have dialogue? Shouldn't we do this? And I remember saying, we have a lot of dogmas that have been pronounced uh, by our popes, and they can't be changed. So what is the dialogue accomplishing? I mean, we need, we need to be friendly. We need to be polite. We need to be considerate. 
but we need to be firm too in the idea that uh, these are the uh, dialogue, the dogs of the church are the things that have been given to us by Jesus Christ himself and handed down through the centuries and that uh, they are the ordinary means of salvation. And so the, the ordinary means of salvation are found within the church that he started and gave us. And people who are outside that church are at a loss and at a disadvantage. And Catholics need to understand that and take it seriously and uh, make sure that they emphasize it. And he goes on here, he says, uh, it is instructive to consider that far more substantive results have come from Christians working together in something like the pro-life movement than from any official church-sponsored ecumenical effort. Indeed, it was Salmon's experiences as a Protestant working in the pro-life movement that brought him into contact with committed, zealous Catholics and led to his conversion to Catholicism. And finally, it goes on here, it says, Third, we need a renewal of parish life. Parishes do a lot of different things these days. In Salmon's estimation, perhaps too much. If a parish-sponsored softball league leads to parents skipping mass on Sundays to get their kids to the games, that's a problem. As with the church as a whole, each parish needs to consider the primary mission, the salvation of souls. Parish resources are finite, and every parish needs to evaluate its activities and ask itself, does this contribute to salvation of souls? If the answer is no, the parish should quit doing it. And if we go back and look at the earlier church and the priests in it, they had a strong emphasis on reaching out and saving souls. They had a strong emphasis on mission. And the reason they did is because they took very seriously that there's no salvation outside the Catholic Church, that the Catholic Church was established by Christ as the ordinary means of salvation. And if you were outside that church, you are at a serious disadvantage in, in saving your soul. And then the whole purpose of Jesus Christ coming to this earth was for that reason, to make it possible for people <laughs> for salvation. And he established his church to do it. Along with this approach goes the idea of not soft peddling the hard teachings of the church, like the existence of hell and the possibility of eternal damnation. Moreover, the very vibe of parishes needs to change to get us away from the church of gray and back to being the Catholic Church. Having priests celebrate Mass at Orientum would be a good start. Now, what he means by that is we should go back, maybe, to having priests lead us, uh, facing away from us, lead us in our procession to heaven, you know, by marching to the east. And this is what, you know, the, the whole idea of the Mass is that we are moving and marching to the east to where salvation is coming down from heaven to touch the earth. And the priest is leading us in that march, and he is facing away from us because he is marching in front of us as a leader, and we are following him as a stand-in for Christ as uh, we are going along that line. I think we've forgotten that the primary purpose of a priest is to offer sacrifice and to offer our prayers and so forth up to God. That it's is, been forgotten. That is a very, very good point. The whole idea of the Mass, you know, the Mass is a sacrifice. And a priest is, like you say, Lynn, is offering up that sacrifice. 
and uh, we are offering up our own sacrifices with it. And uh, you, you, you don't have to uh, technically really participate in the Mass. Other than that, that's the most important part of the Mass. It is really not receiving the Eucharist. The most important part of the Mass is offering up, read Paul, is offering up your own sufferings along with the offering of the Mass, the offering of the priest, offering it up to Christ. And that's, that's where the whole saying when, when the Catholics, you know, say, offer it up, offer our suffering up to Christ. We're offering up a sacrifice on behalf we're of our— We're joining Christ in his sacrifice. We're joining him in his sacrifice. We're joining him in that re, you know, presentation of his original sacrifice is what the priest is doing. And we're joining in that and we're offering up ours. And in doing it, we're marching to the east to meet the the where the— Heaven is coming down to touch the earth, and uh, that's what we should be thinking of. The whole process is to save our soul, and all of the sacraments and uh, of the church, and all of the theology of the church is aimed at one thing: to get people into heaven to save souls. That's what it's for. We should remember that, and when we forget it and start thinking of salvation being being simply equally available everywhere. We're getting off the track. Yes. And we forgot, too, that the best uh, way to bring someone to conversion and stuff is to be converted yourself, which is a lifetime thing. It's not a one-time thing. You're continually reconverting. You're becoming closer to God. It's continuous to the day you die, to your last breath. And how do you do that? And how do you how do you uh, bring people to God? It's by your example, not by necessarily your teaching, teaching and so forth. It's by your life. People looking at you and see the happiness. They can see the uh, the joy in in you, and they want that. That's how you bring people to conversion. That's my preaching for the day. Exactly. At any rate, Salmon's proposal would no doubt be welcomed by most readers of this magazine. All the same, putting his proposals into practice would mean opposing aspects of the Second Vatican Council, as well as some of the teachings of John Paul II, Benedict XVI, Francis, and Bishop Barron. Good luck with that. In other words, it's an uphill <laughs> battle, and it has to be done by the laity. It is not going to be done strictly by by the uh, clergy. We, we shouldn't expect this lady that the clergy should do everything anyway. I mean, even if they wanted to and and could, they simply don't have the time and the energy to do it all. And we need to do a lot more of it ourselves. But we can't really be doing these things unless we're convinced that other people need the services of the Catholic Church as the most ordinary means of reaching salvation. And it is important to save their souls. And until we start teaching that there is no salvation outside the, the Catholic Church again, uh, we're not, I don't think, going to have the uh, uh, motivation to do that. Uh, There's no reason to. And a number of perceptive people have concluded that the church is in the middle of one of the epical crises she faces every 500 years or so, a mess as bad as the one at the time of the Protestant Reformation. And it is right now. 
It is worth noting that the primary impetus for reform back then was not the hierarchy, but the laity. And so we have to have that again today. There's going to be no real evangelization unless the laity do it, and they won't do it unless they understand that the Catholic Church is the primary, ordinary means of salvation, and everybody, including our Protestant friends, needs it, and it's your job to present it to them and tell them the truth, and by avoiding that truth that you're really being deceptive and you're not doing others any good at all. So the the emphasis, again, should be that there is no salvation outside the Catholic Church, and it will benefit not only you and your own religion and your own fervor for it, but it will benefit uh, the people that you meet and your friends and give you a, a, a more motivation, a stronger motivation to do what you're supposed to do and what Christ has called you to do. We're going to have to stop here and uh, end our program with our prayer. St. Michael, uh, Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all these spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnson on Catholic Spirit Radio. If you'd like to contact Bob, email bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Catholic Spirit Radio relies on your support to bring programming like this and EWTN 24 hours a day. Please help keep Catholic Spirit Radio on the air with your generous support. Donate online at catholicspiritradio.com. Or send a donation to Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. That's Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. Catholic Spirit Radio is a 501c3, and all donations are tax-deductible. Thank you for your support of Catholic Spirit Radio.